This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Uh, Thanks for being with us. Trent Condon and myself... Ken Miller for with you for the next couple of hours as we will talk sports uh, with you. On the BMW Des Moines guest list, of course, the state tournament is underway. State baseball tournament underway at uh, Principal Park, although I think I saw a tweet that they're getting underway a little bit later today. Mm-hmm. Games pushed back due to uh, field conditions. Uh, from yesterday's rain, I'm assuming. Uh, but uh, we will have coverage throughout the week. In fact, beginning Wednesday? Wednesday, it'll start at 10.30 as we will bring you Urbandale, the two-time reigning wow. champion, against Waukee. Excellent pitching in that one. That'll get us started at 10.30. The nightcap, Ankeny, 7.30. They play against Pleasant Valley. That'll be our play-by-play coverage and updates all throughout the day here You've on KXL. got a busy day, Trent Condon, yes. on Wednesday. And then through the uh, Saturday, they'll crown champions? Yes, Saturday it'll get going one a at ten thirty, two a at one thirty, three a at four thirty, and the big school four a class at seven thirty Saturday night. And how many of those will you broadcast? Uh more than likely just the four a, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see who gets there. Van Meter's got a great chance. They'll play okay. the first game today in class two a. Des Moines Christian tonight. They have the nightcap. A host of schools in class three a. Norwalk made it. ADM made it. Uh, Dallas Center Crimes made in 3A, so we'll see. We'll see what the week brings and a possibility of not just the 4A championship, maybe a few on Saturday. Very nice. Well, uh, Coach Barter from Johnson, the Dragons head coach, will join us. Uh, coming up here in about 20 minutes, uh, talk about his team, talk about what it was like getting his team through the season, and uh, preview that 4A uh, with Coach Barter. We're going to head to Vegas, sports gambling. Our friend from South Point, uh, Chris Andrews, is going to join us. I'm going to ask about college football. I know you are. <laughs> in fact, they... I told Chris... Uh, be prepared for this one. I, I know Ken's got something in the holster for you. <laughs> I'm dying on that hill, Trent Condon. Uh, Zach Reimer will talk uh, Major League Baseball with us. Obviously, a ton going on. Boy, did I need that this weekend. Yeah, it was I, unbelievably fun. Wasn't that fun, Trent? Uh, from the time we got off on, uh, well, noon on, on Friday, did what I had to do and Sat in the chair at three o'clock and just went. Just I essentially never moved until about the fourth inning. Ah, the fifth inning last night, Dodgers Giants, and I that was enough. I just couldn't. Yeah, it was, it was enough. Uh, but what a great weekend! Uh, and then Scott Dockerman from the Athletic on the Hawkeyes. A um, another. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, it's not a good piece if you're if you're in Kirk Ferentz's camp. I don't see how you can read this piece uh, in, uh, and and find any positive spin. In fact, there's there's points there's parts of the story that I think it's well it's business as usual in Iowa. I know they're saying that they're changing, and then they don't make Broderick Bins available. Uh, the transparency, which has always been a problem with the University of Iowa, uh, it's not it's not a it's not a good read. I don't think, but uh, you can read it or and and. Um, 
determine for yourself. But the author of the piece is Adam Rittenberg, and he will join Trent and I tomorrow at 1025. Uh, so that's the program here today. Uh, obviously, the Marlins are a huge story, Trent. I, I, I don't know why, and gosh darn it, I, I just I can't get this feeling out of my system. I felt like I watched Iowa State and Oklahoma State last night at the Big 12 tournament, and those same feelings I had early on the, I guess it would have been Thursday morning, <laughs> I have on Monday morning because... I mean, we were on the precipice of the of the big dance, right? Mm-hmm. We were going through the conference tournaments and had that rug pulled from un- underneath us. We saw three games over the weekend of baseball, four if you want to go back to Thursday night. Um, and it was just, I don't care about no fans in the building. I don't care that Fox is trying to trick it up with the virtual fans, which is a complete, I mean, waste of money and time. Um, but it was baseball. It was between the lines. It was so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I was too. It, it just enjoyable. You couldn't wipe the smile off my mm-hmm. my face. The first pitch I saw my team this year a home run for Max yeah, Kepler. How about that first pitch <laughs> yeah. of the year. Uh, my my son Jack, who uh, is just about a year old. All right, we're going to sit down. We're really going to watch this thing together. Of yeah. course, he was falling asleep as uh-huh. as the game was starting. Laid on my chest, and I let out a yelp. Get out! And he starts crying because well, at least I woke you didn't jump out of your chair from from his slumber. And uh, yeah, he didn't like that one one bit. But we had our twin shirts on. We were excited for it. It was just a great mm. weekend of yeah. baseball. But this continues to linger, and as has been said many times before. We don't control this virus. It nope. controls what is going to happen. Already a postponement. This At least one. Right. To the Marlins, the Yankees, yeah. uh, Phillies game has also been postponed for tonight. So the, uh, What has? Yes. Phillies-Yankees is off? Yes. Saw that come across Twitter here oh, maybe 10 minutes ago, something okay, like that. Okay, because they were talking about it. I did not get, uh, I did not get the latest. Well, that's yes. news to me. So two games off the board uh, for tonight yeah. and the trickle-down effect that's going to continue, and okay. you have to wonder. It's going to be testing. It's going to be able to mm-hmm. get it going, but it is an outbreak with the Marlins team. No and question. what's the number right now? 14. 14 players and coaches that mm-hmm. that have tested positive for COVID-19 because of that. They're shutting that down. Is it as simple as just putting it down for a week and see where you are and oh, yeah. who's who's available? So how are you going to make longer? up those games when there's no room on the right. calendar to make them up? I mean, it's the Orioles and the Marlins, and neither mm-hmm. one of those two teams are going to factor in the postseason. Oh, they're all off to good starts. I mean, they all both are off to good starts, um, if you will. They won their weekend series, which is something for both of those teams. I don't know, Trent. It's going to be. Uh, I don't know. If, I hope Manfred's got a plan. Yeah, it was always a concern to me, and I've been saying it for weeks that uh, there's no there's no bubble here. Mm-hmm. These teams are going to travel, and it's it's a whole lot safer. I mean, I saw the NHL's bubble yesterday. They went so far as to your team. The how many teams are part of this thing? 20, twenty-four. Twenty-four. The twenty-four teams. So twelve flying to Edmonton, twelve flying to Toronto, all had a window. That they had to land in, mm-hmm. so you had to time your your departure to get to either the, one of those two hub cities and have a buffer of an hour around your plane landing, so you wouldn't come into contact with another team until you got into the your respective bubble. But no bubble in uh, Major League Baseball. You know the Phillies; they were they shared the field with the Marlins mm-hmm. yesterday. A Marlins team that has a significant outbreak. Cincinnati, same way. Right. Apparently, Mustakas. May or may not. He was told to stay home yesterday. The Cubs are going in there tonight. 
And I say tonight because they didn't travel after the game yesterday. You which mentioned is that rare. to me before the show today. So is that something you think is going to be widespread? I think so, yes. Spending as Especially much time at home? Especially if you play a day game at home like mm-hmm. the Cubs did yesterday. Normally they would have... You know, they got on the plane and flew, flown to their, in this case, Cincinnati last night and had a meal at Cincinnati and, you know, sequestered in your hotel. Uh, but no, they stayed in their own beds. Contreras said he's packing his own sheets, his own oh, towels. Yeah, yeah, makes um, sense. I don't know if he's going to be alone doing this, but mm-hmm. man, it was. I hope that this was um, just not a one off weekend because it was so great to watch baseball. You can make the argument, though, that this is something that when we look to, again, our most important thing, college football mm-hmm. here in Iowa, that this is a good thing because this is still going to happen. We are going to have to get used to these conversations that games are going to be canceled, mm-hmm. they're going to be pulled off the board. And. It might not even be a team. You could see a team in the conference that only plays, you're scheduled for 10, but you only play five. And it's not because you have an outbreak of your own team, right? but the team you're getting ready to play, or a team you had just played, and because of that, Mm -hmm. your following game is going to be canceled. There's a very real possibility that's going to be the case, and maybe for us to wrap our minds around what it's going to look like, this is a good thing to understand it's not going to be smooth. Mm -mm. And when we look at football, that's not going to be smooth either, but knowing Going into it, this is what it's going to be. For the gamblers and for your argument, yeah. you're making a bet. This is what you have to yeah. wait for. This is what you have to be prepared for is either a bunch of guys not playing in the game <laughs> or the game just being completely taken off the board. Oh, man, I already threw my bet down on that one. Too bad. Mm-hmm. It's getting pulled right back down. Refund. And you get your refund. You get your money that you bet right back into your account. That That's more than likely the way people just getting used to the new normal. It's I know that's a phrase that annoys some people anymore at this point. But it's true. This is what you're going to have to get used to in the here and now for sports across the board. doesn't matter if we're talking high school, college, or professional leagues. You're going to have to get ready for these kind of outbreaks. And when they happen, knowing that games are going to be taken down. You mentioned, though, Manfred and whoever it is, an athletic director, school presidents, what they have in place, what the plans are in place when these happen, because they are going to happen. They are going to happen, Trent, sadly, and uh, we've already seen it, but boy, oh boy, it was fun. (laughs) Not saying while it lasted, because they're going to play tonight, but um, this isn't going to be, sadly, the only occurrence of this, at at least we don't think. So, um, anyways, that's the news from the weekend. Uh, Twins just continue to knock the crap out of the baseball. That's unbelievable. And Nelson Cruz, Trent, just defying father time. Mm -hmm. He's caught up with everybody except Brady and Nelson Cruz to this point. Um, I mean, what a start. What a start. And, and as you said before the show, you're 100% right. And Josh Johnson's not hitting no. yet. He's, he's 1 of 10. Right. This is the guy they went out and spent nearly $100 million on to play third base. He gets it going. Byron Buxton's still not back. Mm-hmm. He's close. Uh, sounds like he's going to be in the Twin Cities and possibly ready to go for their game. The two well, games was he with not the with them in Chicago? I he thought, went there. That's what I thought. He went there for the opening day festivities. Oh, he wanted okay. to be there for the first game and for the kneeling during the anthem and being with his other gotcha. his other minority teammates. So he wanted to be a part of that. In fact, he drove. Didn't fly. Right? Drove himself from Minneapolis to get to Chicago for that opening game. But he's still rehabbing, making his way back after he hurt his foot, chasing after a foul ball because that's Byron uh-huh. Buxton and that's what happens. Ken, we had this conversation, I don't know, a dozen times last year. Nelson Cruz just watching the dude hit. Did you see a second home run? Well, I was, think I saw all three of them. I'm not the the inside fastball, and it was great listening to Justin Morneau. Justin Morneau is very dry. Yep, 
But, I'm with you. I watched. I listened a lot to him this weekend, and I know it. You know, we said when did we talk about him? When did they play their exhibition game? Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Yep. And you're right. He was dry. He's but, dry. But, but he knows okay. the game, Trent. Yes. Yeah. You know, he knows the game. He. I think he, there's improvement that can be had for him in those big moments and bringing that excitement level up after a home run, whatever it is. But in the terms of the conversational piece of baseball, which is, what, 85 90% of the game, mm-hmm. just talking back and forth with, with the other broads, broadcaster you're doing the game with, during that part of it, you listen to him. He knows the game so well. And he just he mentioned that inside fastball. says, you extend your arms there, you're dead. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're going to be able mm-hmm. to hit that ball. But Cruz is so smart. And to think this guy, at 27 years old, anybody in baseball could have had him. Anybody in baseball could have had Nelson Cruz. He was on waivers. Yeah, and he's on a two-year deal? Two-year deal, yeah. Right. This is the final year yeah. of it, and it was front-loaded. So, actually, the back end of this, he's not getting paid very much that's this great. year. Uh, he wanted a multi-year deal, and that's the way the Twins structured it. Yeah. Giving it to, at the time, a 39-year-old, now a 40-year-old. Watching him hit day in and day out, it is so much mm-hmm. fun. It, it really reminds me of watching so many late-night games back as a youngster watching Edgar Martinez and just how fun it was because pitchers, they are the ones that control the game. They control the pace. They control at-bats. They're in control seemingly every time. Not when Nelson Cruz is at the plate. He is in control <laughs> when he is up there. It is just incredibly fun. Yeah, does he? Is he slow and he's old and he grounds into double play? Sure. Yeah. But when he is locked in, as we saw yesterday, there, for All my weekend, money, quite honestly. isn't a more fun player to watch in baseball. Just swing the bat. And that's hmm. what he does as a designated hitter. So much fun watching him. And great news for the Twins, too. I, I was already thinking forward after another dominating performance. Don't have to worry about those three games in the NL Park in the World Series this year. Because they'll be a DH the whole way through. Yes, there will. No pitchers nope. hitting, so nope. Nelson Cruz, you don't got to worry about putting him at first right. base or putting him in right field. Now you don't have or to worry about that. Or just taking the bat out of the lineup until yes. you need a pinch hitter. You're right. So you've already got him in the I, series, I got, do yeah, you? I, uh-huh. I got it penciled in. <laughs> well, they looked awful good. They looked awful good. Of course, I, uh, I'm i on the White Sox, and uh, I think I backed the wrong horse. But we'll see. One weekend is, um, we'll see. How uh, about this, this number, too? For the first time since 1953, there is not a team... That went either three surprising, and zero or zero and three. Right, surprising. It's unthinkable. I know it. I, was, I thought the same thing. And some of the teams. I mean, the Giants took two from the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, the Tigers winning the series over the Cincinnati Reds, a team that a lot of people, myself included, <laughs> uh, picked to win. Uh, picked to win the National League Central. So oh, it was fun, Trent. It was unbelievable. We needed it so bad. I think it collectively uh, as sports fans, and we got it. By the way, uh, I saw the Marquee Network for the first time yesterday. Because, I mean, come on. I, I was, it was blacked out on Friday night. I thought, I told you I re-engaged with our sports pack on DirecTV, and I thought uh-huh. I did something wrong. But then I went over to every other channel of the Midwest Quotient of Baseball. Everything was good. Yep. But not on the Marquee Network. Not on Marquee, not on ESPN. I don't get it. Uh, not that it was a bad uh, consolation prize, because the consolation prize was listening to Brian Anderson mm-hmm. and the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, broadcast of the game, which was good. Uh, Kyle Hendricks was unbelievable. Yes. David Ross leaving him in the ninth inning was kind of surprising on one hand, but I think he did the right thing. Uh, Hugh Darvish was a disaster on Saturday, and then of all guys, Tyler Chatwood yesterday, Trent, for this Cubs team, he was incredible, I thought. I mean, when Cubs fans woke up yesterday morning and looked at the probable pitchers, you didn't probably think to yourself, all right, this is going to go our way. <laughs> right. Uh, 
but Tyler Chatwood was locked in. The bats are alive, with the exception of Chris Bryant and Jason Hayward, both who got singles late in the ball game uh, for their first hits of the year. But the Cubs off to a good start. Um, fingers crossed. Walking away, watching Chatwood yesterday, and it wasn't just the strikeouts. You see him strike out people. His stuff mm-hmm. is still really good. Mm-hmm. But Lee's pitches away. Well, Misses throwing, spots. Did you see what he was doing to Yelich? I mean, Yelich yes. was Yelich looked like a mediocre player in the batter's box. Looked like he should flip over to the other side and start uh-huh. batting right-handed. He had no clue None. up there. Christian Yelich we're talking yeah. about here. I think he's the best player in the game. I know that you know Mike Trout's going to you know, calm down a little bit. But Yelich, I think, is, all right, if you have the first pick and you take Trout and mm-hmm. I have the second, I'm happy with Yelich. Right, I'll put it right. that way. He is that good. And mm-hmm. then I'll take the third pick and I'll take Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, who's pretty good in his own right. <laughs> he is Boy, just Hey, what would you think of Chipper Jones? Speaking of the Braves, and I watched uh, the Mets and the Braves last night. Did mm-hmm. you hear Chipper at all? I didn't. I didn't watch much of that game last night. It was uh, He got it, killed on yeah. Twitter. I mean, not surprising. Mostly Mets fans. <laughs> Well, he killed them. So, well, did you see what he did as well? No. So the Mets, the Mets have the cardboard cutouts in the stands. Yeah, yeah. Chipper Jones got a cardboard. Cutout. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, at City Field. Uh, I saw Nomar last night watching Giants Dodgers. He was in the stands. His picture was in the stands. Mary Hart, of course, was yeah, there. Yeah, of course. And uh, they had this great cutaway from a shot from up in the concourse of the Dodgers game last night. I know night. what you're going. And it was... Whiteheads. Yeah, you could just <laughs> yeah. see the back of these these yeah. cardboard placards that are up there. <laughs> and it just looks so weird. It, it looks does. weird in general. And it, it's fun talking to kind of non-baseball fans or people like us that are kind of reading everything possible. Trying for... My wife last night, trying to wrap her mind around the crowd noise. Well, that's just for TV, right? That, that's no. And in fact... When this all started, before we kind of found out the nuts and bolts of it, that's what I anticipated too. This is just mm-hmm. for TV to make the viewer at home, I don't know, feel a now, little bit more. The virtual fans are for TV, obviously, right, but right. the crowd noise, no. But the crowd noise is inside the mm-hmm. stadium. And, and the and, umpires apparently wanted to pump up the volume in Brewers Cubs because it got a little heated on what day was it? Was it Saturday? Baez got plunked. Uh, I think Rizzo got hit. And. They're lipping off to each other, going back and forth. Of course, you can hear everything now, right? Yes. You can hear everything, and the Cubs players took a step out of their dugout, and the Brewers the same way, and the umpires got Pump involved. Pump up the crowd noise. Yeah, apparently that's what it was, because they didn't want the two teams to hear each hear the chirping yeah. uh, back and forth. So, Did you see the virtual? The, the, when they I just tra- saw a Twitter cutaway. It's ridiculous. Trend. Flipped it on just for a moment and didn't even you don't remember need to look for it. You don't need it. It was too I much. Think. Yeah, I thought. You're fine with the goofy cardboard cutouts. Yeah, I don't mind that. You know whose fans seem to get more bang for their buck are Padres fans? I think their faces are a little bit bigger yeah, yeah. than some of the other ones. What game? I watched that uh, Saturday. God, I watched a lot of baseball. Yeah, you did. Diamondbacks Padres on Saturday night, I think. Anyways, uh, fun, fun weekend of baseball. Mm-hmm. So the Marquee Network started to, say, started to go there. That's the first game I'd seen on the Marquee Network. Lennon JD are Lennon JD. They're 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 really good. Yes. Yep. But why is the Marquee Network? I feel bad for them. Do you know what they're dictating that they do? These guys have to show up in a sports coat, suit, or or shirt and tie. They're trying to make it look like a national broadcast, oh. as opposed to wearing a polo shirt. Yeah. You know yeah, the team yeah. polo or, you know a. Uh, 
I mean, to have them, to make them wear it, it was 90-something degrees. There's nobody in the ballpark. I did think it was kind of forced when they brought Ryan Dempster in to be the third voice in the booth. Mm -hmm. Now, he wasn't in the booth because of social distancing, but you could hear his voice. And I miss Kelly Kroll because I don't like, and change is difficult. I get it, right? Um, The new um, field reporter, uh, she seems forced. Uh, Kelly Kroll... I, mean, I didn't know who she was until she started doing the Cubs mm-hmm. games, and I thought that she brought something to that spot. But this new gal seems forced. But so did the Ryan Dempster. Not that he doesn't know the game, but I don't think you need three voices. No. You know what I mean? For local broadcasting. For it's local, difficult. right. Yeah. National broadcasting. As they did last night with Sutcliffe and Boog and, uh, and Chipper. Yeah, three-man booths in, in general for any sport, I think is a lot of, it has to be done really, really mm-hmm. well. Monday Night Football, they were able to pull it off. But well, were they? Well, depending Not on this what last booth, crew. Yeah, depending on what booth I guess <laughs> yeah, you're talking Frank about. Frank and Al and Dan were yes, pretty good, yeah. or you know, yeah, going way back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Howard and and uh, and Gifford and Meredith, that was pretty good, right? But in general, two's better than three. Mm-hmm. And that, at least that's my belief too. And when yeah. you force somebody in there, you know, Dempster's kind of a goofball. He's more yeah. of a character, and I guess that's kind but of the so thought is the process, chase, though. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. They, I guess they're going to just... But a shirt and tie, and it's 90 degrees, and there's nobody at the ballpark? Speaking of shirt and ties, did you see our friend Dave Raymond with the Texas yes, Rangers in the baby <laughs> the blue the baby blue uh, coat that they're yeah. wearing with the, the red Texas mm-hmm. Ranger emblem on it? Ooh, that was quite the look. It was. You know, and as we talked last week, I, I want to have Dave Raymond on. He's a, He broadcasts the Rangers games, but... <laughs> in Des Moines, right, right. You know, they there's gonna there's no there's no Twins, there's no White Sox, Rangers, or anything like that. They're not even playing them in the series that no. we can at least try to connect the dots. But we just bring them in to talk baseball, and we could do that. What this point. is like as a broadcaster doing it from a studio, mm-hmm. doing well, did it. You see uh, a Glavin catching a ball in the radio booth for the Twins yesterday. Who's uh, what starters was kept home? Odorizzi. Uh no, yesterday for the Twins. Yeah, who, who's pitching? No, who was who was it? Who didn't travel with the oh, team? Oh, Odorizzi, yeah, yeah. So Odorizzi was on the field before the game, and the Twins radio crew was live uh-huh. in their booth, and Odorizzi's uh, on target field, and Glavin stands up on the counter. He's got the windows open, and he's asking Odorizzi to throw him the baseball into the booth. So it took three tries, but the uh, but the, but they got that done. Anyways, uh, it's just you know some of the nuances. It was fun. It was Trevor really Bauer fun. fake throwing the ball into yeah. center field as he was getting pulled yesterday. It just it's so good. Yeah. Baseball. Let's hope this works. Fingers crossed that they figure out what they're going to do with the Marlins. Mm-hmm. That all these tests that they're going to have, the extra tests that I'm sure they're going to have for people that were in contact, they're able to make it a go and and figuring out. All right, this is widespread. What does that mean? Yeah. You have a 60-man taxi squad that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Is it just as simple as? But their taxi squad's the opening day lineup for the Marlins. Yeah, yeah and you're going down to single A and double <laughs> right. A guys to bring it out. But, all right, got to fill out your roster. Yeah. And another thing I do wonder, this is happening. All right, Marlins, we're going to give you a couple of days, but we got to get you back out on the field here because, like you said, there aren't a whole lot of off days in here to mm-hmm. fill these games in. You bring up a guy that isn't on your 40-man roster. He's part of that group of 60, but not on your 40-man roster. Are they going to play around, Ken, 
with the players union? Mm. Can they play around with the arbitration? Well, they change the it on the starts. fly now, Trent. They I mean, do. they put in playoffs on the on opening day. Yeah, you know they expanded, and, and because of that, can they figure something out here? Because normally, player fifty two wouldn't be called up and he wouldn't be called up for another two years, Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden his clock starts and he's on the 40-man roster. And what do you do in expansion of a 40-man roster? Because once you hit that 40-man roster, there's only so many times you can Mm -hmm. be called up and down. There has to be some kind of manipulation when this happens. Yeah, and and you know what? Hats off to uh, to the Kansas City Royals for not manipulating I mean, we've seen we've seen uh, guys get their uh, clock manipulated a lot, right? But Brady Singer, Chris Bryant, uh, Nate Pearson with my Blue Jays, who's going to start on Friday, but didn't yesterday because of the eligibility. Byron Buxton, Byron Buxton. We can play this game for a long time. Brady Singer, he started on Saturday. Yes, bring him up. Good for the Royals. Yes. You, you don't know, need them. A and, small market team who you would think if there's if there's going to be a team that wants to prevent they're that. They're not going to win this year. No. And this was one start. If you if they would have held him up for one start, they would have had that extra year. They put him in. Good for them. Yes, absolutely. Unheard of. Well, it should be. And no. hopefully now it'll come around and, and when he's signing that extension, they'll be able to figure that out too. Remember what we did Yeah, here. that's a good point because Brian, is, his cap, he told us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, at least some of the people never got over it in their cap. All right, we're going to talk high school baseball next. Uh, we've got a, a lot on the plate here today. We're going to be all over the place. We're going to end up in Vegas for a while. We've got some Major League Baseball conversation. Scott Darkerman on Iowa again. Adam Rittenberger, who wrote the um, uh, another look inside the Iowa football program. Maybe a lot we'd already known. There's a couple of things. Again, the Bins piece piece, uh, stuck with me. That's not a good look on the lack of transparency coming out of Iowa. They've changed, though. Uh At least that's what they want you to believe. Well, we do have to wait until that report comes out. That's what they're they're saying. That's what they're falling back on. But, you know, Bins is... You know, it's it's well. Read it yourself. I thought they should have made them available, uh, but you're right. They they are saying that they're going to have to wait. We will talk to Coach Barta from Johnson coming up next. But KXNO and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword home to two hundred two hundred right now. It's your chance to win a thousand dollars. Home to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text phone. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Miller and Condon till noon. Talk high school baseball next. We'll get into sports wagering. Chris Andrews from the South Point in Las Vegas coming up. Zach Reimer on MLB at 11.05. Scott Dockerman on the Hawks at 11.25. Uh, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.0 Golf Classic. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon just past 10.30 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Boy, where's the summer? This is the last week of July. George. It is. August will be here over oh, the weekend. And right. We'll crown four state champions in Indeed. baseball. Also softball. The five classes happening this week. Yep. Normally be wrapped up after last week, but they pushed that back. So we got softball and baseball going on all week long. Indeed. Principal Park's going to be a busy place. Uh, Coach Barta, Michael Barta from the Johnson Dragons, he joins us. Coach Trent uh, Condon, Ken Miller, thanks for coming back on. How are you? Hey, thanks, guys. I'm I'm pumped. How are you guys? Yeah, we're the same way. Watching baseball all weekend, it was wonderful to see. And of course, you'll be busy. Your team back down at state, coach. We talked with you prior to the season getting underway, and we, you know, we had all the guidelines, if you will, or what was going to be, you know, asked of asked of the teams to try and get through this. 
I guess going back to where we were then, not knowing what it was going to be and then getting through a season, how difficult, Coach, was it to um, to stick as closely as you possible could to all, as, to all the safety precautions that were asked of everybody uh, in the state to try and pull this off? How difficult was it? You know, I, I would say that we found a routine with our hygiene or our sanitization, if you will, like, you know, keep taking care of all our equipment, making sure our guys were sanitizing on a regular basis, the gameplay rules. That was all, you know, that worked out fine, I would say. I, I would say the, the biggest piece of it was the stress of, you know, making sure your kids were not in contact with other random people, making sure I didn't bring it home to my family, mm-hmm. um, making sure, like, some of our older coaches did not catch it. Um, that's stressful, man. That's uh there's some people that really worry about it and uh you know that can that can really weigh on you it's uh it's been such a wild season you guys were right in the middle of it Dowling Catholic you guys were getting ready to mm-hmm. face off with them uh towards the end of the regular season on that Thursday it was number one versus number two here we go and then it starts trickling out the news that the game wasn't going to be played everything looked to be good with Dowling they played a game against Ankeny and then last found out that they had a positive case when, when you look back upon that the state tournament's going to be great but they weren't the number one ranked team this Dowling team had really put it together got to be disappointing from that avenue knowing that there are teams southeast poke had the same kind of thing happen and, and knowing that here even at the state tournament positives can still happen and just like that your season can be over how difficult is that to maneuver as a coach well, it's, it's extremely difficult. I mean, uh, you, you, there's a, what people don't understand is when you have a sports team, there's a lot of moving pieces to that. For instance, I was just talking to our tech guy. Um, so you have all these people that are associated with your program. Maybe it's you know, volunteers that help you with field work or putting up the cages. Um, maybe it's your media people, your tech people. Um, then you have your managers and you have your other coaches, your younger levels. And all these people are coming in contact with each other. And so you have to make sure, like, I, I think we talked about it every day, making sure that those people are basically putting themselves in a bubble of being with their family and with the kids on the team, and that's it. You know, no grad parties, no anything like that. I mean, I feel terrible for people like mm-hmm. Southeast Polk and Dowling. They're both teams that are, are coached extremely well with great kids on them, and and yeah, I feel terrible for those guys. So it, it is extremely stressful, and it's tough to do. Coach, you've uh, won state uh, state titles. I have to think, you know, thirty years from now, whatever it was, and you're you're thinking back on your career. Regardless of what happens this week, you'll never forget 2020. Oh no, ne- never forget 2020. And for us, it, I, I feel like in a way it's made us closer. So it's kind of mm. a special team to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we we lost a lot of players last year. I'm going to be honest with you. And uh, we, we, we kind of have a, a, a new bunch. We have some big-time returners. I think everybody would understand that. But, but uh, we, we've gotten closer because these are basically the only people I'm talking to. You know, and so this has kind of become my family. And it's either I see these guys or I see my wife and my kids. That's it. I mean, I'm not talking to anybody else. And so I feel like it's gotten us closer, and it's been crazy, but it's been a lot of fun. Coach, uh, a look forward and then a look back. Uh, sub-state final against Sioux City East. Was watching your guys' live stream. 
that was a nip and tuck game and talked to a couple of my Johnston people up there. They said that Sioux City East team should have been at the state tournament. Usually, Substate comes out and you say, all right, we get a bunch of the Western schools. That's going to be pretty good for us. Just how good that Sioux City East team was. And now you get Cedar Falls, who had to shut it down early this season, were able to come back for Substate play in here. They've only played eight games this year. How difficult has it been scouting for your first-round opponent in Cedar Falls? Well, yeah, first of all, start with your comment on Sioux City East. Like, they were great. I mean, I thought they were a great team. Uh, studs all the way around the field, and they return a lot. So Coach will, I'm sure, have them back to this point again next year, and hopefully we don't run into them. But, uh, no, see, Cedar Falls has been definitely a tough scout, and from what we've seen, we've been super impressed. Um, and, and so, like like every team, I think, that makes it to the state tournament, uh, it's going to be a heck of a battle. But we're ready, man. We're preparing. Uh, we got to practice today. We're about a half hour away here, and the guys are ready to roll. So it's, we're getting ready over here for sure. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to name who you've seen the best team that you've seen so far this year, but give us a couple of names. Is there is there a team that maybe nobody is? I don't want to say looking at right now. I mean, not named, not at the top, not the uh, of the seeding, perhaps that that you think that this is a team that if everything goes well for them, they might be able to have an impact this week at Principal Park. Is there one of those that's kind of laying in the weeds a little bit? I feel like I have a pretty good feel for the for the for the every every seed and all the teams. We sent our coaches out to scout all the teams throughout the substate, so we were over in. Dubuque and Cedar Rapids and all those. We we have our younger level coaches who are just committed like heck and they scout. And so um, I, I'll tell you right now that the PV Ankeny game in the first round will be a legendary game. Uh, PV I think started a little slow, but they're they're they got some studs, man. Um, so that and, and Ankeny, we know Ankeny's great. I mean they they were it was a great contest with us in Ankeny, and so that's going to be a show. I think if you're somebody that wants to watch some baseball, you get on and watch that game. Obviously, us playing Cedar Falls, you know, they're 7-1. and We don't know a lot about them. They got their four-stick is just a massive kid. And the, the, the bat looks like a toothpick in his hand. <laughs> and he swings the thing so dang hard, you got to check that guy out. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I think, obviously, Waukee Urbandale, too. Um, I've been – I was extremely impressed with Waukee. Um, I, and, you know, they could lose because Urbandale's going to throw their one. Yeah. Um, but I was extremely impressed with, you know, obviously Coach Dirks is a legend. And then you got – uh, they're one and two on the hill, man. Oh, baby, Payne and Wentworth. Mm. Uh, good luck, good luck with those two guys. And so uh, I think there's there, there's talent across the board. The interesting thing that people get caught up with in seeding is you know the whole picture. Like you know we're twenty one and three or whatever we were. Well, really, what does your one two and three do on the mound? What are what's your record when you're one two and three throw? Because that's how good a team you are. And some of these guys are just loaded with top end pitchers. So uh, one more on the sub-state final against Sioux City East. Bases loaded, one out in extra innings. Love it. And you pull the suicide <laughs> squeeze. Take us through that moment and the decision-making. You're a little bit different than most high school coaches. You're there in the dugout, and then you relay it out to your base coaches out there. You, you didn't throw that out to Steffes, right? You went to your third base coach instead. You didn't want Steffes to mess that up. <laughs> no, I don't want Steffes to mess that up. But oh, No, he, he does a good job. But, no, Quinn O'Brien controls the... The run game and the bunt game over at third base, and he always has them ready to go, and he's in those guys' ears. So we kind of cooked that up, and you know, we said we, we really like we really like our lineup right now. We're producing runs at kind of a a, a heck of a rate. I think we're averaging close to ten a game, and and uh, so we we said, hey, there's one out. You know, worst case scenario, we squeeze here, 
and they get a force out at home, and we still got the base loaded with two outs and a good hitter at the plate in Hutch. So, you know, I think it was, you know, it, it might have looked like a great call, but, you know, we had a, we had two outs to play with there. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really appreciate the execution of the kids, though. You know, we work on that kind of stuff all the time, and, and they, get, they get it and they execute it, and that's exactly the way we draw it up. One final thing, we'll get you out on this as we're talking to Michael Barta, the Johnston head baseball coach, and it deals with a, a different piece of your program. You guys do things differently than a lot of the schools across there, but I think one of the greatest things you do, kids that, for the most part, maybe aren't going to see a whole lot of playing time, your baseball manager program, and this isn't just you're carrying the bats around for the guys. What you do, I see these kids, when I'm calling your games, they're charting pitches. They got the gun out. They're, they're counting and they're going through. It's not just as simple as getting the, the uniforms clean. Your baseball manager program goes a lot deeper than that. Explain it a little bit for our listeners. Well, yeah, I mean, it started years ago where you'd have like a good manager or two in the dugout, and you started to realize that their responsibilities could go beyond um, filling water bottles and taking book. And uh, we ended up um, getting a couple really good managers in the program, and it grew to a varsity staff of six. And they all have kind of different roles, and they're really, really good at their roles. But what people understand is they aren't filling a water bottle. In fact, I always say I don't want them to fill a water bottle. Uh, one of one of the girls, Lexi, who's kind of our se- one of our senior managers with Will, I made her run and get me a water the other night, and I felt terrible. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I should ever do that. She's too good to do stuff like that. But, um, no, what they do is, is they, they – they, they take all kinds of data for us, and they help educate our decisions we make as far as who we play and who we're going to play as our opponent and how to, how to beat them. And so from charting games online of other teams to uh, charting every pitch of our pitchers and the batting average and play percentage, the swing and miss percentage of the pitches. So, like, when I'm calling a pitch in the dugout, I know what, this, what my kid's best swing and miss pitch is what, what opponents are doing contact-wise on them, what their batting average on balls put in play is. Um, you know, so I have almost every piece of data possible. And so they're kind of like a team of coaches for us that are able to – it's not just like in-game data. They also put technology on the field during our practices. Like we have Rapsodo offense and, and pitching, which is a kind of a fancy technology piece where you know every pitch we throw in a bullpen session, they're able to tell you the spin – if it's the correct spin, we have a slow-mo camera that shows, you know, a thousand frames per second if it, you know, the pitch is coming out of their hand correctly. And they're coaching the, the kid. So it's, it's a heck of a program. We hope to grow it. We want to get more people involved. And the thing about what, you know, if you've got a son or, or daughter sitting at home that love baseball but maybe are a little behind the curve, man, your chance of making it to the big leagues or D1 college might be better as a manager than a player. Mm-hmm. And so, heck, my son Luke, Maybe I just throw out the, the dream of his, him playing and just sign him up for the manager program. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Barta, head coach of the Johnson Dragons. They'll uh, begin play Wednesday, coach. Practice today. Top of the hour. You better get out there and get with them kids. Thank you for giving us a Absolutely. few minutes today. We appreciate you coming on. Enjoy the uh, state tournament experience at Principal Park. Thanks, Coach Barta. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Michael Barta of the uh, Johnson Dragons. Good stuff there, Trent. They can win it all? They absolutely can. They're the number one seed. That Cedar Falls game going to be an interesting one just because limited times that they played this year. Johnston, though, I'd still put them as the favorite. Mm-hmm. Wonky-Urbandale, the first matchup. It's a 4-5 game. These two teams have seen each other four times. They have split. 
including games that were incredibly close. Three one-run games between these two teams this season. I'm still proud of Roosevelt taking them as far as they did. one nothing against Langenberg. Can you eke out a run? That's going to be, I think, on both sides. Jackson Payne against Tyler Ty Langenberg on Wednesday, 10.30. We'll have the call here on KXNO. Indeed we will. We'll have Chris uh, Andrews join Miller and Condon next. Off to the desert we shall go. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 106.3. On 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. While I'm assuming for the first time in months, sitting in a sports book in Las Vegas or some of the states that it's legal was entirely different this weekend uh, than it has been uh, in in a long, long time. Sure, UFC was on and golf was on, but uh, and football is going to be over the moon if indeed we get to that point. But Chris Andrews was at the South Point. That's where he works, and he joins us. Chris, Trenton, Ken, and Des Moines, thanks for coming back on. Did it feel a little bit more like normal uh, this past weekend in Las Vegas? Well, I guess it depends on your definition of normal. Our handle was fantastic. I mean, people are just you know, dying about real sports. And, you know, the UFC handle has been terrific uh, throughout uh, the resurgence here. Uh, but the baseball handle was through the roof. The difference is, we, you know, with social distancing, we can't have that many people yeah. in the actual sports book. Um, so everybody has to sit, like, at least six feet apart, and everybody's wearing masks. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a buzz, certainly, because every one of those seats is taken, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same as when... Uh, we would have, God, I don't know, probably like 400 people maybe in the sports book, and now we have maybe like 60. You know, so uh, that that part is different. But but betting wise, strictly looking at numbers, it was it was very very good. How different has been handicapping these first few baseball games, and we have games being taken off the board right now. But how different is it as you were putting out those lines for the first games on Friday and through the weekend compared to when you're in the swing of it? And it's a normal July for you guys out in Vegas. Well, the difference is we're getting a lot of more bets on first five innings. You know, mm. that's uh, something yeah. we've really seen in the last couple of years. Because starting pitchers right now, you know, six innings is supposedly a quality start. And so many teams now have gone to, you know, what we would call the opener rather than the starting pitcher because they know the guy's only going to go like two innings. Uh, so that that's changed the betting pattern, and that naturally has changed the handicapping on our part too. Uh, so we're very cognizant of that. And, uh, and that's been reflected too because uh, you could see a lot more action on on you know that particular proposition uh but guys are still betting the games i mean that's i don't want to make it sound like there's not that because that's still the bulk of our of our handle is on betting the full nine inning games but you know it has been hard and i think i was just reading just minutes ago on twitter that there's as many as 10 pitchers that have come up with arm problems already. Wow. And that's something I've been saying, you know, because I don't think these pitchers are ready. I don't, you know, it's just a whole different thing, like a batting cage. I can go to the batting cage right now, and I'd be, you know, I'd suck probably just as much as I always do. <laughs> but pitching is different. These guys are throwing 90 miles an hour. You got a guy like Verlander, mm-hmm. who's 
he's like been the horse ever since he made it to the majors, and now he has arm troubles. I think that's just the tip of the iceberg, and we're going to see a lot more, a lot more pitchers that um, they're either going to baby those arms or they're going to get hurt. So I think that's going to be something significant if indeed we even have a baseball season the rest of the way. Yeah, after uh, after the Marlins news, just makes you wonder. I felt, uh, anyways, uh, Chris, uh, I want to ask you about college football because I've been on this for for a while now, and. Nobody's willing to judge to join me on this hill that apparently I'm trying to defend by myself. I I just think that we're asking for trouble uh, because, as you well know, the NFL puts out an injury report. College football, you don't have to. You know, there's no such thing as an availability report. I guess if you are going to bet a college game, I would do so as close to kickoff as I possibly could. But with this virus and with the fact that coaches, and you know how they are, college coaches, they're completely paranoid. They don't want to give anything out. Um, will you guys maybe limit or watch your limits on how much can be bet on college football games? Or will you be taking some off the board if it seems like you know, you're getting wind that maybe a quarterback for whatever school uh, might have contracted the virus? No availability reports. How difficult will it be this fall? Well, it's interesting you ask that question. I just had uh, a conversation just the other day uh, with my boss, Michael Vaughn, who owns the casino. Because, you know, traditionally, you know, we at the South, we're not the only ones, a lot of us. We hate to take any games off the board or off the parlay card. Uh, just We just like to kind of adjust and go from there. Uh, but I told him, I said, this year's going to be different. There, I think you're going to see a lot of games where you have to take off the board. And, you know, let's use, like, the Marlins as an example, but go convert that to football. You know, if one guy, I mean, football's, you know, I mean, you're practicing all week, and, I mean, there's that's contact, you know. So let's say, like, one offensive lineman gets it. Does the whole defensive line get it now while he's breathing on those guys during their practice, and does the rest of the offensive line get it? You know, I don't know. And I know in, in the NFL, I think they're going to expand the roster – yeah, I'm hearing now kind of different numbers. Might be like 75 people, or maybe even more. You know, to allow for that contingency. Well, what do you do for college? You know, you're not. You know, I was not going to go out and sign for free agents. You know, I mean, they, the the kids that are in school and on scholarship, that's the team. You know, and uh, I think you know we're we're looking at a lot of difficulties. But as far as having an injury report, I can see where they wouldn't want to do it. We have a lot of HIPAA laws. Yeah. You know, I still have one kid that's in college, and if you know, if she were to get sick, I'm not sure if I'd want the whole world to know that she's suffering from this or that. You know, and, and you got to remember, the, they're they're not professionals. Yeah. <laughs> At least, you know, right. for them, they're not. I mean, for the rest of the school and the country, it is that they don't get any financial benefits, supposedly. And uh, you know, why should they be subject to you know, the whole world knowing what uh, you know what's what's wrong with them if indeed they have something wrong? Talking to Chris Andrews, the sportsbook director at the South Point Casino in Vegas. Chris, uh, from there, futures of football. How about the win totals? And maybe that goes hand-in-hand hand with another question I had back to baseball. To make the playoffs, I know that's a prop bet that's out there in a lot of different places. How you guys graded that with the expansion of the MLB? And how has the market been in futures for football? Well, everything in football has been great. You know, because now I... Personally, I never put up season win totals. And, you know, Trent, you've been, we've been friends for a long time. You know that I, I like to be the first out of the gate. Yeah. But I knew that this was going to be trouble. And uh, so I never put out season win totals on college. 
I, you know, did do it on the NFL. Uh, and there's a lot of college stuff that I would do ordinarily that I never bothered doing. Just, I just thought there was too much ambiguity. But a lot of those dollars did get put into, uh, you know, the NFL pool, I would say, you know, whether it's Super Bowl, divisions, conferences, season win totals. Uh, you know, we have matchups among different teams. And uh, I put up a lot of pro football props as far as player props, rookie props, et cetera, et cetera. You're trying to capitalize on whatever market I could create. And that has really gotten a ton of business. So I think if you look at, like, a football handle as one big picture, it's been pretty close. But, you know, I'm trying to make up for what I'm – I'm just not real confident what's going to happen in the college, you know, for the season or – you know, for a lot of things involved with college right now, I'm just, uh, I'm very apprehensive. But, but the NFL, all the NFL stuff has been really, really strong handle-wise. You know, Chris, it just dawned on me, and I know they're a competitor of yours, but as college football fans, we, you know, sit on pins and needles for the Golden Nuggets games of the year when they put those, I think, what do they do, 100 games or something, and then we get a couple of... Uh, let me correct you. That's us that did it. We, we put out the whole entire season. For every single team, mm-hmm. I know, thought the Golden Nugget Gold made a big Nugget. deal. Hang on a second. I thought the Golden Nugget was was. Did they not have a bit make a big deal out of it for years? They did. That's what I thought. Well, so did you guys put out games of the year for college football? Because I just don't. I I don't recall seeing the Golden Nuggets this year, Chris. Yeah, we didn't do them this year either. I didn't do wow. them. You know, and I I just um, you know I didn't think that. Uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know. I mean, what. Are they going to play? I don't know if you've yeah, like, it's great. Uh, you know, let's say the Iowa State game. You know, it's usually September, like first or second week of September. Mm-hmm. What if they get moved to April? Yeah. <laughs> you sell a bet or don't you? You know, I don't know. Yeah. And I didn't feel like messing with it. No, I don't blame you a bit. It's just, it's just different. Chris, listen, we're out of time. Great stuff. Uh, good to talk to you. Glad you're doing well, my friend. Uh, your book, how did it go? Uh, yeah, still going really well. So, uh, yeah, I'm working on another one right now, and I have another one that's already written that I'm, uh, you know, trying to uh, to find the right publisher for. So, um, you know, things are moving along in that category. So, at least I have a backup career, I guess. <laughs> Chris Andrews from the South Point. Chris, thanks for coming on. Appreciate. It. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. You got it. I'd love to. Absolutely, us too. Take care, Chris Andrews, live. From Las Vegas. It's just on to me. The games of the year didn't come out. No, not at all. Why put them out if you're not going to have them? Non-conference trickling away. Mm-hmm. Though, did you see over the weekend, Oklahoma scheduling was in Southern Kansas Illinois too. and Kansas, Kansas also? Uh, yeah. Another Missouri Valley football conference game. But in week zero. Yes. Fingers crossed. MLB talk next. Miller and Condon until noon. 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM.